So this week, I was able to go out and have dinner with our friends, Allison and Lewis Harkey. We went to a new taco place down in Chapultepec called Barracuda. Pretty good. I think it's a good spot to end a bike ride, actually. Been wanting uh, to try that place. Yeah, so let's end a bike ride there one day. They do they do serve breakfast tacos. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I'm, we're, I'm talking to uh, Lewis, and he's showing me this giant scar on his arm where he spiral fractured his arm Ouch. while he was out walking his dogs. And what had happened was... He was listening to the Yeah You Ride podcast, and he was so engrossed in our detailed and thorough race analysis that he wasn't paying attention, and his dog George saw a alligator or a squirrel or maybe a wombat and ran after it, and it pulled him, and he fell down, and he broke his arm. Wow. So I guess Yeah You Ride podcast... So good, it'll break your arm. Well, good evening, and welcome to episode 83 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Hey there, Bodie. This is the T Bone. And this is Sir Cheerio. So are we now the world's most dangerous podcast? Ooh, I like that tagline. Let's add that to our Palmeries. Um, guys, speaking of tacos, um, we noticed that friend of the pod, Tom Gibbons, mm. got a new tattoo mm. on his leg. On his on his quad? There. Taco Tommy. I saw this on the Instagram. Yeah, I saw the picture. I don't think that's a real tattoo. That guys. looks like a legit tattoo to me. I'm looking at it. I mean, I how, would. How does I, it rate on the Michael Matthews scale of um, of tattoos? Oh, it's it's definitely like above. Like this is good. Yeah, it's way smaller. First of all, it's smaller. I mean, like, but like this is the thing. Like, it's kind of a dumb tattoo. So if you're gonna get a tattoo, you might as well get a dumb tattoo. Like. Michael Matthews was like a serious like angel on his back with his birthday, but this is like taco. It's food. Like food tattoos are funny. Who doesn't like food tattoo? Mm. Anyway, let's call up our buddy Tom because besides getting a taco tattoo, he also won a bike race this weekend. He did. That's true. Well, uh, we have a special guest hot off the first week of Speed Week, uh, Mr. The first week of Speed Week? Sorry, the first half of Speed Week, mm. uh, Mr. Tom Gibbons of Automatic Racing. Tom, what's up? Not much. Just having a beer on a porch in Athens. Doesn't get much better. So are you guys basing yourself out of Athens for, for the rest of the week? Uh, yes. So we're going to head up to Walterboro tomorrow evening because we're doing a helmet talk at an elementary school on Wednesday morning. Nice. Uh, other, other than that, yeah, we're in Athens. We're staying with our roommate. Um, yeah, it's just comfortable. We like it here. It's cheap. It's fun. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I we, we, let's not bury the lead here to the, to kind of the biggest, uh, most exciting news that happened uh, this past weekend, one that we're all excited about, we're calling it the uh, Yeah You Ride podcast bump, is your new taco tattoo. So, uh, Thomas, tell us about that. Uh, so, 
on Friday night, you know, I was real hyped up. So I just, you know, I went, I got absolutely lit and we went looking for a, a late night tattoo parlor and they said, no, sir, you are, you are way too inebriated. We cannot do this, but if you come back tomorrow morning, we can do it. So I stumbled in there, uh, hung over Saturday morning and yeah, I got the taco Tommy tattoo. So that's that's the 100% honest story of how that happened, and it definitely was not drawn on my leg by Lauren this morning with a Sharpie while we were watching. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. Let you know. <laughs> okay, well, you had me. I was into it. Taco Tommy was going to be your new nickname. Um, Townsend okay. called it, I guess. Yeah, I called it. Uh, but really, though, the big news is you won Spartanburg. Hell yes, my friend. That's awesome. That's congrats. Yeah. That's what I said. Big big congrats. Wait, hang on. There we go. We uh we don't we don't uh spare any cost when it comes to the sound effects board here at uh, the Eddie Ride <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um but yeah, Tom, we are super proud that you won. Can we be proud? I feel like we're proud. We're proud. Like that's yeah. fine, right? Excited. Absolutely. Stoked. You made the pass of a lifetime uh, on corner four and uh, beat Daniel Holloway to the line to take the victory. Um, yeah, tell us about that race. Tell us about that win. Uh, so it was really hectic all night, and Spartanburg is always pretty hectic because it's one of the easier easier races because the turns are so wide open and flowy, so there's just a lot more people involved than in, say, a sunny king or an Athens where the hard nature of the race really thins the field. Um, so it's already hectic. It's the first race. There's more people involved. And then you throw on top of that, all of the crashes and neutralizations we had. Yeah. So it was a very stressful night. Um, and then those last five laps, there was that massive pileup with six to go. And so they restarted us basically with a neutral lap. So that brought us to five and then it was just kind of chaos from four to the finish um but i worked my way up there at uh three to go two to go i was sort of in a bit of a scrum and then with one to go i just pushed myself into third wheel so it was Summerhill, holloway then me uh and then on the back stretch there was a little bit of a swarm coming holloway told Summerhill to ramp it up he starts going and that pinned everybody back and then in turn three which I don't think you guys actually saw. The camera yeah, wasn't we great. we didn't get to see that, and it looked like something must have happened there, right? Yeah, so those guys took it way wide, which I didn't understand because the exit of that turn, I mean, you had runoff for days. So I took it hard inside and pushed my way into Summerhill's wheel. So entering three, I was third wheel. Exiting three, I was second wheel. And then entering four, I put in a little bit of pace because it looked like Summerhill was going wide. There was enough of a gap there where I hit that hard accelerating with speed so i i went in with a gap and exited with probably a bike length and i mean it was just over from there yeah you said you went in with speed and yeah you could see that in the live stream i mean yeah you had a gap Summerhill's essentially i guess i guess he's not gapping off holloway but you're gapping holloway before you even enter that turn and you kind of knew what how long is it from that turn to the finish just a guesstimation it's not 200 meters. Yeah. Maybe 150. It's a little bit up, but I mean, it's a pretty fast sprint. So it was over quick. So if you've, if you've, if you're ahead coming out of that corner, you've, you've basically, you've got it, right? 
Yeah, I mean, you got to have the legs to hold on because, like I said, it it drags up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, if you exit that turn with a bike length, you've got a pretty good shot. Now, it's awesome. Congratulations. I was actually driving the car at the time with my <laughs> kids, bringing them back from the zoo. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I almost had a, a moment because I did take my uh, eyes off the road for a moment to, uh, to watch you come through that last corner. Um, Don't try that at home. Not yeah. recommended. No. Not or endorsed by the podcast. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, and so I actually missed some of the uh, after race stuff until later on, but it, um, it looked like there was, uh, there was some words being had uh, by Mr. Holloway uh, with you after the race. Uh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle. I, th- I think they didn't take well to me, A, crashing the train, and then B, taking that gap in turns three and four. But that's sprinting. I've had that gap taken on me a hundred times before, and I've come out worse for it. Bottom line, I have 100% confidence in my bike handling abilities, and on top of that, I have 100% confidence in their bike handling abilities. So if that gap's there with one turn to go and 150 meters, I'm going to take it. And they can be upset, but I would expect them to do the same to me. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we thought when we kind of discussed it. We got a few friends who kind of sent some messages and actually maybe just one friend uh, mm-hmm. saying that was pretty gutsy move. And and our sort of thought was, well, he's Tom. He's, he's been here before. He knows what he's doing. He's uh, I expect he's making the decisions like that he knows we can do. And I think it's interesting if you, I look at this from a storyteller's perspective. You talked about in El Paso how you kind of got taken off, kind of bumped off a good wheel um, I think on turn three before the end and, 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 you know, coming to Spartanburg, you kind of sort of, you know, decided that, no, that was going to happen this time. And you made the correct move and, and you learned from your past mistake and, uh, boom, automatic. Automatic. Absolutely. You're right. I mean, we discussed that on the last podcast yeah. about addressing what I would do differently yep. and addressed it in Spartanburg. And I had a very different result. Well, that's awesome, man. That's got to be a pretty amazing feeling. Um, cool to see you on the yeah, finish line, uh, calling up uh, Chad, <laughs> your teammate, and um, set 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 up a set you guys good for Speed Week. Um, you want to tell us a little about Athens? Yeah. So let me actually let me ask a question if I can, Tom. Jump in for a second. Uh, you know, I mean, so this all happened on Friday uh, with uh, with Holloway. Uh, going into Athens, uh, lining up on the on the line in Athens. I mean, was there what was the past the past on Saturday, or were you guys? Uh, <laughs> with it, with, did it seem like he was still feeling it from the night before in terms of any bad blood there? Um, what was it? What was it like lining up on Saturday in Athens? There were pints and pints and pints of bad blood lining up in Athens. It oh. was a very tense situation all night. Uh, we had a couple of run-ins three to be specific. Um, and I, I think a little bit of the reason I wasn't able to sprint for the win was because they sort of, instead of bringing it to a sprint for their, for either Holloway or Keo, they sort of petty let the break go. Those three guys go and then Summerhill jumped across. And I think if Friday goes a little bit different, they're more inclined to line their guys up for a lead out. And then we have a bunch sprint. And if we have a bunch sprint, I mean, you saw what happened. I won. Um, well, so, you, so yeah, you're, you're saying that the, the shape that the race took toward the end of that race, you think, was a direct result of the of the bad blood from from Friday with uh, with uh, Texas Roadhouse, huh? 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I can't say for sure. They might disagree. Um, but well, I, I think if things were a little bit cleaner on Friday, that we would have had a very different last three laps of Athens. Well, Townsend made the joke that uh, Daniel Holloway attacked from lap one because he wanted to get away from Gibbons. Um, he thought that, yeah, like you said, didn't want to come down to a sprint against you, so he thought he would go off the front. I thought it was kind of like a hold my beer move. Um, but, uh, yeah, quite a race. How do you feel now? You were three races in. I mean, how are you feeling for the rest of the week? Uh, I'm feeling very good. Um extremely confident in the speed that I have in my legs and I'm seeming to find the right position when I need to in the final. So it's just a matter of not losing out on a break. Like yesterday in commerce, five guys got off the road and that, like that's the race. And so that's something I need to avoid going forward. Um, and Walterboro, I'll be alone in Hapeville and college park on the weekend. I'll have Chad and so it's just something we need to be very aware of and very proactive about. Um, but yeah, if it comes to a bunch sprint, I would bet on me. Tom, do you have at this point in, in the in the course of Speedway Speed Week as, as well as the USA Crit Series? And, and first off, let me interrupt my question to say congratulations <laughs> because your fifth place win in Athens uh, put you in first place uh, in the USA Crit Series. Although there was a bit of a mix-up with the uh, jersey presentation the night of the race, which got corrected uh, after after the fact. You are indeed uh, the leader now on the road in the USA Crit Series. So congratulations on that. H- how much do you focus on um, individual race wins at this point in, the t- in time versus um, looking to an overall series position, maintaining your position in the USA Crit Series as well as the, the smaller but still... Um, still going on uh, the the, uh, USA Speed Week uh, series? Uh, So the big goal of the season is win USA crits overall. That is our our overarching mission. And the best way to accomplish that is to go out and win races. Uh, The worst thing you can do as an individual or somebody who's not on a big team that can control the race, the worst thing you can do is get a lead and then race defensively and try to protect that lead from other riders because – you know, you're protecting it from six or seven guys. And if it's six or seven against one, you're going to lose. And that's happened to me before in Belgium. I was leading uh, the Tour of Lams Brabant for four days, I think. And on the last day, I lost it just because we were riding defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something I'm trying to avoid this year is, yeah, I've got the lead, but I'm not going to defend it. I'm going to attack it. Now, I was going to ask you, Tom, have you had, I mean, from the success of, of this weekend and being leading speed week and usa crits um you know has anybody got in touch with you have you had like any press any uh you know potential sponsors or anything uh we've got a lot of contact with different people just reaching out and then congratulations uh but in terms of people offering to buy us a yacht uh that's not (laughs) happened yet but i think it, it sets us up nicely for next year if we can have a good clean week and a good clean rest of the season I mean, we're, we're confident that it'll come. Yeah, no, I, I bet so. And uh, we, like, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we've been really happy to watch you guys' success. And it's, it's fun to uh, share your, your story through our social media and, and, you know, and, and follow the storylines. Um, hopefully there's a gentleman who I met in uh, Wisconsin uh, who I think took a few photos of, of you. Uh, his name is Dan. So 
look out for him. He should be around uh, the rest of the week too. So maybe awesome. a friendly I think face. I met him Yeah, I think I think I I saw him on the live stream taking snaps of you after the race. So um, yeah, cool. All right. Well, um, oh, wait. Hold on. Is that the guy you gave a ride to a cyclocross race? Yes. Yeah. We, we gave yeah. him a ride back to the hotel. <laughs> he was stuck yeah. out. Uh, I did meet. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stay with him next year. He he offered a, us a place to stay, so I think I'm gonna hit, take him up on that offer next year, so he can come out to Speed Week. Um, uh, I was gonna ask uh, Tom real quick if he had any uh, hot takes on Liege Best on Liege. I don't know if you get a chance to watch that. Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to watch it because we were a little groggy getting up on Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> but I I read that Philippe said that his legs weren't having it that day, and he told Fuglesang, I hope you win, which is, I think, really cool professionalism and something that I wish would extend to the lower ranks of racing because a lot of times things get really heated and we close ourselves off to other racers, but at the top level, those guys are all sort of rooting for each other and very cool about it. So I thought that was a cool little anecdote from the race. Yeah. I just have, I just have a couple of questions, Tom, uh, going back to the taco tattoo, uh, <laughs> before you go, uh, do you like hard shells or soft oh, shells? Yes. Soft shell. I hate when you bite into a hard shell and the whole thing just explodes in your hand. I don't mm. get it. Okay. And now, uh, corn or, uh, or wheat tacos. Flour, sorry. Flour <laughs> I say wheat. Almost like flour tattoos. I prefer. Wait, so what was your answer? I missed it. Flour tattoos. Ooh, flour. Okay. Oh, All right. Okay. All right. Do you do you like cheese on your taco? Obviously, at least three different types. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think Instagram you're a purist then. Yeah, I can't, I can't. You're not a traditionalist. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'll have to relook at that tattoo to see what kind of taco it is. Um, well, thanks for checking in with us, Tom. And uh, if you know, if we can uh, give you guys another call at the end of Speed Week and uh, and see how you're all doing. Good luck on Wednesday. Thank you very much, and I hope we have more to talk about. Yeah. That would suck if this was the high point. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> so it won't keep be. In touch. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. All right, Tom, ha- uh, rest up, and uh, we'll be uh, looking for you on the internet and rooting you on. Awesome. Thanks for coming, guys. Bye, Lauren. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>well that was uh, really awesome to be able to chat with tom briefly thank you mr gibbons for taking time out of your hopefully very full recovery day yeah um and getting prepped the rest of speed week and chatting with us we wish you luck we wish you luck as well lauren and the rest of automatic racing yep. um guys i think we really need to push the podcast bump that's right um so who else wants to get on with the yay red podcast and i guess in this terms it means that we have to pay the money and then they'll win a bike race, or I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe we can do something else, and someone can like you know ace their driver's test, or you know mm. pass the bar. Yeah. yeah, just just don't listen to us while you're racing your bike, because you know we we've already seen what happened to Lewis. It's uh you know yeah, it, it also is dangerous. Yeah, so so I was right about the tattoo. You were right. Out. 
Yeah. Uh, and then I had another thought as we were talking to Tom, um, and you were asking about uh, crispy versus soft shell tacos. Um, and you say, well, it looked like a crispy taco tattoo on his leg. How would you actually tattoo a soft taco on your leg? It's just like mm. a circle with toppings on it. Mm. That seems like it would just kind of be a burrito at that point. That what? Well, no, a burrito no, is folded up. Oh, oh, okay, right. God. Totally different thing. Plus, oh real tacos, two tortillas. Two tortillas. I agree. Yep. I agree with that. And no cheese. Sorry, real tacos don't have cheese on them. So no. great talking to Tom. Taco about, talk. Great talking to Tom about USA Crits and Speed Week. <laughs> <laughs> taco talk. As Matt introduces a new segment. It's taco time, motherfucker. <laughs> this will be a regular feature. We'll taco get our talk. friend Ian McNulty on the show. The oh. real Ian McNulty. <laughs> yeah. Food critic for the uh, advocate. Uh, Do you think com. he knows the other McNulty? They're I, probably related. I think they're brothers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Bodie, you uh, had some other thoughts about USA Crits and Speed Week um, from the racing this weekend that you wanted to talk about real quick before we segue off onto some other stuff. Yeah, I just want to quickly uh, talk about uh, the women's race. We didn't chat much about Spartanburg or Athens, but Athens was won by Summer Moak, who also won Sunny King. That's right. Who is the young phenom riding for Rally. Um, She is... What's interesting is that Erica Allar has kind of been one of the biggest women sprinters in the domestic scene for a while, and now she is riding in charge of uh, summer and that's pretty cool to see and actually erica hit the ground in athens there was some like crazy bump on the course where mm. she just she was in the front of the group hit the bump went ass over tea kettle um you know i think they might have actually neutralized the race because the crash was that big yeah they did she, she came back and let her out i just thought that was pretty cool she's uh, out sprinted samantha snyder who has kind of been the other dominant sprinter on the American scene in the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, pretty cool to see that. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to some of our local friends who went mm. to Athens. Friend Taylor Gorman, i.e. Tay-Tay Vanji, she won the women's 4-5 race. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, congrats to her. Uh, friend Dan Swan and former teammate uh, raced the... Uh, cat two three qualif- a qualifying race then he did the amateur race hmm. and we got to see him go ass over tea kettle got caught up in a crazy yeah. crash uh big pile finished, finished the race yeah got up the next morning at 4 a.m drove back to new orleans raced in the three four race and then raced in the one two three race so I mean, I just want to give a major kudos to Dan for racing four times in mm-hmm. 24 hours and doing a lot of driving, and that's gnarly. Yeah, but yeah his crash was pretty rough, too. It was at, I don't know if that was corner number three uh, or what, what number corner it was, but there were a few crashes in that corner. They had some very well-placed hay bales, uh, but the hay bales themselves uh, were getting run into, people getting caught up in the hay bales themselves. Uh, Dan ran into the back of somebody else. He had nowhere to go, just uh, crashed into the back of someone else, and then just had the entire peloton basically pile on him like NFL players diving for a yeah. loose ball. Just And as you saw his leg dangling out there sort of behind him with guys uh, you know, crashing into it and piling on top of it. It just looked like uh, his leg was going to break at any moment. So nice to see that that neither he nor anyone really it seems in that crash was uh, was injured so 
uh, yeah, a lot of lot of crashing in Athens, mm. but I don't want to I don't want to get into well, that. Well, and, that's and not... also a lot of crashes in Spartanburg too. That one, that final crash, it took a long time for guys to extricate themselves from each other. You know what's interesting is that uh, my Facebook memory that next day was about was an Adam Myerson mm. post about Spartanburg last oh, year. Oh, the Masters race. Well, right? Myerson. Oh no, 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 that was the that was the it was he was in the pro race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So. And Myerson, like that year before, was there, like basically being uh, le patron of the peloton, wasn't Pretty he? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And interesting. Um, and I, I should have brought this up with Tom, but after Tom's win at Spartanburg, and after we saw the words on the finish line, uh, my main thought was, I wonder what Myerson would say. Mm. And lo and behold, lo and behold, <laughs> Myerson had a witty comment that I don't have the tweet pulled up, but it basically is like. Looks like he, looks like he crashed a train and took a move I've seen Holloway do many times. Yeah, Myerson was definitely supportive of the of the move for sure, um, but but almost not so much as a you know back pat to Tom, but as kind of a bit of a diss on 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 Holloway. He didn't seem to be too much love lost between those two. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I've I've uh, I remember some years back Holloway doing some pretty serious subtweeting about Myerson. So I thought anyway. the other comment that uh, you brought up yesterday, uh, which I, I read again on Adam Myerson's was the, what was it that he, uh, uh, he said, he said it looked like Summerhill didn't realize you could go faster. Around oh, that corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty, that's pretty funny. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. We didn't talk about that with you, Tom. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of my last thoughts on uh, USA Crits Speed Weeks. Um, like Tom said, three more races in Speed Week, and they I don't know when the next USA Crits race is, but I'm sure we'll be talking about it. I think it's Winston-Salem. It mm-hmm. is in, uh, no, it's uh, oh, the next USA Crits, yes, I believe so. It is. And Speed Week has a race on Wednesday, and then... Uh, is that the one that has the cool kind of figure eight course? It is. Double it crosses over on itself. Yeah. It's got yeah. an over-under. Mm. Flyover. Yeah. Well, speaking of flyovers, do you guys want to fly over the Atlantic Ocean? Oh, beautiful. Was that, oh, yeah. was that mm. nice? Oh. Pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> guys, wow. We have, we are now, we've wrapped up the classic season. It is, mm-hmm. we are wrapping up the best part of pro bike racing in my mind. We've seen some phenomenal things. Uh, can you even call Vanderpool this year a breakout year when he's been dominant in cross? I mean, it's just it's well, just been it's an, his, well, it's a breakout for everyone else. It's a it's a consolidation of his greatness for the three of us. Um, so the last race in the classics is Matt. Help me. What what is the nickname for this race? La Doyenne. Well, we haven't. We've also got to mention before that there's another race that uh, the little sister. Yeah, the Flesh Wallon. Okay, yeah. so Lee's best on Liege yep. is on Sunday. Flesh mm-hmm. Flesh Wallon is on Wednesday. Yep. So let's let's go with Flesh right away. Mm-hmm. Um, a race that's been won by Valverde quite a lot. Yes, uh, Valverde's won it five times. Seventy hundred times. Mm. He won it first time he won it was seventeen hundred uh, when Flesh Wallon was held in Transylvania. Yes, and uh, and Valverde was racing as a bat, in fact, <laughs> back then. He, he had yet to transform into yeah. a Dracula human. Yeah, he won blood. four years in a row, 
Yes. And he, then Alaphilippe won last year. Right. So Alaphilippe comes into the race as the defending champion and... And, and hot favorite, hot really. Hot favorite to win, uh, as Matthew Vanderpoel was not at this race. Yeah. Uh, so That's forever going to be the new thing now. Like, yeah. Vanderpoel's a favorite, and mm-hmm. if he's not there, then you get a chance to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and he did. Right? And he did. Alaphilippe won. I mean, really, does flesh alone just kind of come down to the mirror? Yeah. It, that's, basically, that's all it is. You, you only need to turn that sh- on for the last two minutes. Yeah. Right. It's a. It's a. It's a. Yeah. Two and a half minute. What? Seven six hundred watt effort or something. The world's slowest sprint. Yeah. 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 It is a massive climb. It takes a while. Yeah. It's like one point two k. Um. But it has a real kicker of twenty odd percent. And apparently on the inside of the turns, it's even like steeper. So, so there was a big group that that was together at the bottom of the climb, and it sorted itself out pretty quickly. Fuglesang went first and got a decent little gap on the field. Mm. Ala uh, Philippe uh, went with him, uh, didn't immediately get on his wheel, but closed to his wheel over the course of the climb. They both gave it just a Herculean effort. I mean, you could just tell Fuglesang really, really wanted it, uh, and, and and frankly, had he won it would have been a deserved winner of it. Yeah. Uh, but Alaphilippe uh, came around him probably 200 meters from the from the top of the climb. And and, and again, you're right, Matt. It, Ant McCrossan was calling the race, and he was talking about Alaphilippe opening up his sprint. They were probably going, what, eight miles an hour <laughs> at, 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 toward the top of this thing. I mean, it's just... It's such think, a brutal effort. Yeah, and... Uh, so, and he wasn't really dropping Fuglesang. Fuglesang no, he never was dropped right, was right there with him. He just didn't... Could not come around. I would say Fuglesang's wheel was front wheel was probably you know uh, even or crossing uh, Alaphilippe's rear wheel at the end. I mean, Alaphilippe never did never gapped him. No. Just Fuglesang could not come around him. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Diego Ulysses yeah. from uh, UAE. Who does he race for? Uh, Ulysses uh, used to be on Mitchell and Scott or Ulysses, right? No, I'm thinking of. Ulysses back in the day, I think, was on Lamprey back in the day. But. So he, but he's kind of a guy who shows up around this time. Yeah, and also you'll see him in the Giro. Um, it's kind of his thing. He's a you know generally punchy uphill um, finishes. Uh, this kind of thing, short, short, sharp hills um, are, are his his deal. So was indeed yeah, a great, great uh, UAE that he races for. Yeah, great result for him. For sure, yeah, and 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 a good race. Um, you know, a lot of the big hitters were were there. I mean, I don't want to round out the the entire top ten, but um, uh, final note on on uh, Flesh Malone, uh, uh, Alejandro Valverde, who, again, who's you know had been had won it four <coughs> times before. Mm. Alaphilippe won it last year. Apparently, got stung by a bee on the final climb. I think that's Spanish for had bad legs. <laughs> um, but there was a women's race as well, yes. and that was won by Anna Vanderbragen. Five times now. Woo. Yep. So, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Anna-Meek Van Vluten second. Um, I'm not quite sure who finished third on that one. But... I will tell you right now. Mm. Ooh. Speaking of crossover... Annika Longvod. That's right, and, uh, mountain biker. Yeah. So, and she has, and this is something we haven't, we've kind of mentioned, but she has gone. She did the Cape Epic with Vanderbreg. With Vanderbreg, and they won it, right? They won the Cape Epic earlier this year, yeah. And now Langvald, this is her first year ever racing 
uh, road, right? But I believe so. And she's she's on Bowls Dolmens with uh, Vanderbragen. Vanderbragen. So. And having a heck of a year. And actually, she was the protected rider for, I forget, was it Flanders or maybe it was some women's race earlier that she actually, uh, Vanderbragen, was working for her. I think that was Roubaix, the women's Roubaix. No, there was no women's Roubaix. Mm-hmm. What was the women's race with the pink kits? Oh, that was, uh, yeah. Brabant's Peach? No, no. Uh, it was, uh, no, they were in Amstel pink. Amstel Gold. Amstel Gold, they were in pink. Okay. All yeah. right. So that was last episode. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, so there you go. No no TV broadcast. So Because ASO. Yeah. yeah. So Sunday. All right. Now we're on the last one. Ligue's best on the age. I'll just, let's just say it right now. Fuglesang wins the race. Finally makes up mm-hmm. for his second second places to uh, Alaphilippe. Yep. Uh, As we, Tom mentioned earlier, you know, Alaphilippe basically didn't knew he didn't have the legs, and uh, and and very, I think, very gentlemanly, you know, said to said to Fulsang on that, I think, second to last climb. He's like, I hope you win. Yeah. Yeah. I had read that story. I'd heard that or seen the tweet or whatever it was where that came out. I watched the race uh, in replay because Bodie, you and I were, were over in uh, Avondale at the NOLA Motorsports Park racing bikes vroom, vroom. while Liege was going on. So I, I watched it and I actually tried to look for the moment where Alaphilippe might have said that to him. I couldn't, I couldn't see it, but I, I, I don't doubt that, I don't doubt that it actually happened, but I was looking for it to sort of see that moment on the road because i thought that would have been nice but i but, but i never did well if you go to if you rewatch to find find that moment you go to 32k out you will hear <laughs> aunt mccrossin give a shout out to matt and eric kite that's right oh that's right yeah you uh i, I, I tweeted I, I tweeted at aunt so um guys out there if ants there doing the commentary Send him a tweet. Yeah, and we do get... it in cross races a lot. We've been shouted out. Matt yep. Urchel, our buddy, has been shouted out. I got shouted out on uh, mm. uh, cross race one one week. Uh, uh, the one quick. thing I wanted to ask Ant, <laughs> yeah. but I, I didn't. I just kind of quickly sent a tweet because I thought it would be fun. Like my dad hears his name on the uh, on the commentary. But we both, for whatever reason, happened to be out of the room at the time when it happened. Um, but I wanted to actually ask him what he thought of the new finish. For, for Liège, because it's different this year. Right. So, yeah, there's no climb, which is what I know Liège as a, as a, mm-hmm. as a finishing climb. Um, but but that apparently was only... That hasn't been the traditional finish. That was for the last 10 years that it's okay, been that's, there. that's a long time. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, I don't... I I watched it late last night, uh, so I, I don't have any good comments on the finish. Was I thought it, it was, a, I thought I it was exciting, especially that descent. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So okay, that that's all. All that stuff is new. Yeah. Yeah. So the descent where Fuglesang almost lost a shit. Mm. Well, he did lose it, and he saved it. Which he saved it. Pretty like brown shorts moment. Like watching that. Like, it's an oh, Aje Dessert moment. Yeah. Um, well, also- okay. So and people then go, oh, you know why? Because he's a former mountain biker. Yeah. And I mean, what thing I'm wondering about that is like. How does a mountain biker help help you ride a skinny tired road bike? I said the same thing to Emily last night. I was like, sometimes you just save your bike because you are a lucky or just can ride it. Like, like not every like. Okay, this is what it was. So someone rides off into the grass, and the comment is, "Oh, they're going to do cyclocross." I'm like, that's not cyclocross. 
just because you're riding in the grass. Well, that, that in fact, was Ant McCrossan's exact comment when one of the Astana riders went yeah. off into Rode the grass. Rode off into the park. Yeah. That was, when <laughs> he watching really that, overshot that turn. Yeah, we're watching that, and I'm like, did you just see that guy in yeah. third in the line go into the park? And Emily's like, what? And then like we rewound it, and then we watched it again, and then the broadcast caught up, and the Ant's like, oh, looks like a gentleman went for a stroll <laughs> in the park. A little bit of cyclocross. Uh, yeah. That was, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy that somebody can, over, like, did he just have a brain fart or something I, at that moment? I don't moment? know. Um, but, yeah, so also, though, there, uh, let's let's get to the women's race. Yeah, well, wait, we haven't, we oh. didn't finish the men's race. Fuglesang does oh. finally win. He wins a monument. Whoops. Wins Liege. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Formolo and Shockman, yeah. both of Bora Hansgrohe, uh, round out the podium, second and third. Strong rides for both both of the two of them. Yeah, well, we've uh, seen Shockman looking strong he's already had a this great, season. Great season. He's yeah. been coming on strong. Yeah, uh, Formolo actually rode well in in flesh as well, uh, and uh, and then you know it just managed to managed to stay, uh, managed to hold his position and and ride to second in this race. Fuglesang with a great individual effort. It really was. He really he literally rode away from everyone in this race. Uh, and then consolidated it with the with just the aforementioned just ballsy descent, and that was a fast descent, and it was wet from the mm-hmm. rain earlier. Well, the, yeah, the, the weather a, was miserable. We didn't even talk about that. It was, it was like the it was the most classic classic ish weather of the classics. Mm. Um, it so was it cold was and very rainy. cold, three and degrees was, Celsius, pouring down with rain early on. You couldn't tell means. who anyone was because they all had their gabbers on. Well. Unless uh, you saw Michael Woods, who was riding with one leg warmer, which had Twitter a buzz, and I didn't quite understand it because we were at the race, and I and I looked at it later, and sure enough, he at some point got one mm. leg warmer off, and I'm sure the race started, and what once the race gets going, you really can't take the other one off. Yeah, uh, I mean, shit like that happens. I think he he, he on Twitter uh, said that he was channeling uh, Flojo. Flojo. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Do you think it affected his left right power balance at all? Or his left-right arrowness? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Is that a marginal gain? Yes. Yeah. And I will marginal also marginal loss. I will also say before <laughs> we move on to the to the women's race, in terms of watching those two races again, they're ASO races. They were not on Flow Bikes. They were on NBC Sports Gold. Ant McCrossin was the commentator. Um, he commentates those races by himself. I know he gets a lot of flack at times. For the way he commentates races, but I think he does a fantastic job. Literally, can you imagine trying to 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 call a race in a booth by yourself? He's got nobody to to, to I don't lean understand. on. Why can't they have another announcer? I, I Why don't... does everybody else get another announcer except for Ant? Does he smell really bad? Maybe he likes working alone. He does occasionally have somebody else with him uh, on. On some cross races and well, stuff. Well, he had Helen Ryman with him on uh, on right. one of the women's uh, cross races. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, great job, Ant. And hey, once again, thanks for uh, name checking me and my dad. Yeah. So the women's race, Bodie. Yeah. So again, sorry, just writing a quick note in the agenda. No, uh, no television comment. Uh, no television coverage of the women's race. Although no, there was there like was a, coverage there was like of the a, women's podium. Well, they the did end. have like a 15, 20 second replay of the. Um, the climb, Anime, no, of oh, excuse me, the finish coming across the line, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was just that's pathetic. And and a lot of women racers commented on social media about 
why the hell can't we have that? After Amstel Gold did such a great job of covering the the women's race and then the men's race, that's that's what we should be getting. So, but there was uh, there are highlights they put out afterwards. I watched a little bit of them. It's a five minute highlight. Uh, Enemy Van Vluten attacked on Le Redoute. La Redoute. La Redoute. That's the, La the Redoute. second second to last. Uh, La Redoute. Uh, 30K to go. She just essentially rode away from the field and uh, time, time trialed all the way to the finish. Um, I'm reading this name, and now I know how to pronounce it because of the cycling podcast Femina. It's Flirty Mackay. Flirty Mackay. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. name. It looks, yeah, that's, wow. That was my nickname in she, college. She uh, Scottish? Welsh? I don't know. I want to say she is neither of those. Uh, it's not Mackay like you think it would be spelled. Uh, third place is Demi Volering. Apparently, Flirty Mackay got, she broke away from the pack at the end, and Demi won the sprint. I thought it was interesting, though, uh, in the ch- a small select chase group that tried to chase down Annemiek Van Vluten uh, was Annika Longveld, mm-hmm. um, Borghini, mm-hmm. and Lizzie Dagning. Yeah. Kind of back after her... Pregnancy, uh, what do you call that? Uh, maternity? Maternity leave. Yeah. Baby havingness? Yeah, I was looking for the, the maternity leave. So yeah, cool so to she's... see her back mm-hmm. in racing and in the action. Um, but yeah, they looks like they got caught and uh, by the pack and uh, the podium finished how I said. Uh, I wanted to kind of point out a few other finishes, and this is a slow ride podcast bit, but 16th place was American Katie Hall. Hmm. who used to ride for UHC and now has been called up to the big ranks and rides for Bulls Dolmans as, I guess, essentially a domestique kind of. Um, she's a climber. And uh, in 54th place was Leanne Gan- Ganser, our American crit champion, who went wow. over there with Hoggett's Berman Supermint yeah. to ride, I believe, and Flesh and Liege. Or maybe they just yep. rode in Liege, they which is both. why they were not in yeah. Athens. Athens, yeah. Yep. So, they did both Flesh and Liege. Uh, Flirty Mackay is Dutch. Okay. I was gonna say it looked yeah. So anyway. Let's wrap up the classics, guys. Let's well, let's do Yeah. Um <laughs> but one quick mention who we didn't mention, uh, who's won that race uh, four times in a row, Alejandro Valverde stepped off with a hundred K to go. That's right. Um I saw that and I think when I I think I turned on the race when it happened and I was like brilliant move to drop him from my fantasy team. Mm. Well, they- Speaking of, we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, Townsend, you want you have some final classics thoughts you wanted to get into. Well, I, I presume we all have some final classics thoughts we that, do, that I, we want to get into. I wanted to let you leave this mm-hmm. off. Yeah. So I mean, you know, as I see it, sort of, you know, three things really, really stuck out for me. Um, I think Matthew Vanderpool, uh, Julian Alaphilippe, and Jakob Fuglsang. Uh, Established themselves as the real standouts of the of the classic season. Yeah, if I, I had to pick a three on three team, they would be on my team. Yeah, uh, Dakuna Quickstep, cementing you know again their legacy as being you know the best classics team going right now. Great results for them in the classics again this year. Essentially, they just won a grand tour, basically. Uh, but also again, the other big team of the year, Astana, being super strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and look, That's let's true. let's not let's not fail to mention a team that we've mentioned a bit in the negative with respect to the lack of of success that Peter Sagan has had in the classics. Bora Hansgrohe, you know, really especially in the Ardennes, stepped up um, with some fantastic team results for the 
you know, the other players on that team, Shockman, yeah. Formolo, and Patrick Conrad, all closing out the classic season with with great wins, uh, with excuse me, with great uh, results. You know, including second and third place in uh, in Liège. Well, that and yeah, it's interesting you say that because I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do in the Grand Tours because they've got a bunch of guys that are pretty damn good uphill. Uh, yeah, they're, they're they've started uh, building a team of climbers. But they've always been built around Sagan. Yeah, yeah it's funny. We, this is a bit of deja vu because we've had, in a different context, we've had this same sort of conversation about about Bora uh, in exactly what you said, Matt. You know, they were sort of conceived uh, as a team that was mm-hmm. built to support Sagan, and they've slowly developed into a team that is anything but Sagan, really, at this point. And I guess, I mean... Mitchelton Scott were kind of like that. They were built around sprint stages at first. It was, um, you know, it was all about sprinters with Goss and uh, Robbie McEwen and, uh, and and those guys. And so, and they developed into a Grand Tour Garens, team. Garens. Garens. Garens is what I want yeah. to say. Yeah. So they've developed into a Grand Tour team. Yeah. So those are my, those are my final, final thoughts on the, on the, on the classic season. I thought it was great. The racing was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Matthew Vanderpoel really just, you know, brought an edge to it this year and an excitement to it that was, that was fantastic and great to watch. But even these last two races from, from this week, they were f- much more sort of formulaic classics type racing. There was, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of edge of your seat sort of stuff with either uh, Flesh Malone or Liege, but they were great, great races to watch very very interesting very exciting um and uh you know 10 out of 10 uh would uh would, would classic again. again yeah would classic yeah, again yeah. I, that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> 11 out of 10 uh yeah i mean I, would ride again let's not forget some of the other great players wout van Aert. you know solid solid start with uh with strada bianca and Has the stock uh, fallen though uh well <laughs> Compared to Vanderpol, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Vanderpol doesn't up, quite have. Wout was he, down. He doesn't have quite the shine that Vanderpol has sullied. right now. A little sullied. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious to see what the rest of uh, Wout's program is. <coughs> well, one thing we do know is that uh, Jumbo Visma are starting a development squad, um, and he will be doing. He'll be on that squad for cyclocross. Is what is what we've been told. So he will be racing for Jumbo Visma, Jumbo Visma for Cross. And I think a couple of the other, uh, Mike Tunison uh, has also raced Cross before. I don't understand why he's not just on Jumbo Visma. Like, why is there a development? Are you saying that he's going to race for Jumbo Visma, but they're also going to have a but, development team yep. for Cross, but he's still going to be on. He's it's going to be a multidisciplinary development team. So that's kind of interesting too. I want to see how that plays out. All right. Well, Matt, segueing on to a segment that I know you'll be happy to to, to get on to. Let's mm-hmm. close out our fantasy classics season. Yeah, so let's go right to it in the 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 
12-man fantasy league. The real league. The yep. real league. Yes. Um, let me check. I'm going to run the numbers here. I'm, I'm refreshing the page. <laughs> Just to make sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Believe it or not, Matt is the champion. Yeah. But, Bodie, you gave him a real run for his money mm -hmm. in the last few races. It was uh, nip and tuck there. It was close. You, and, you, uh, you you came within like 120 points of me. Yeah, yeah. well, I won Liege Best on Liege. Yep. Uh, beat you by 150 points. Mm. Let's, let's let's take a look at my uh, squad that I had. Yep. Impy. Okay. Whole lot of zeros. Yeah. Um, really, really, the big winner was Shockman, mm. Fuglesang, and Woods. Well, uh, you had so you had first and third on that. Yeah, Kawasaki. Yeah. I had fifth. Yeah. Uh, Alaphilippe, Isagir, I think got some... Anyway... I, I must have done pretty well then as, as well, because that was uh, close, to, close to what my team was. Uh, I beat, Sorry, I beat you by 150 points, Townsend. You probably beat me by more. Matt got 105 points. Wow! How? Whoa! Who did you have for a liege? That's what I, that's, wow. Kawasaki I and had, I, I had no trade. I had no trades... Uh, for the ASO races. Yeah, Vanderpool. Yeah. yeah. I got I I did not Mitch have many Docker. guys left. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I still had Mitch Talker. <laughs> so Matt wins the twelve man league. Matt also won the nine man league. <laughs> oh look at that. Uh well, well well so the podium in our league was um was the three of us. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. So Matt, me, then Townsend, with uh, Matt Urchel in fourth and Jeremy in fifth. So you, we, we want to talk about the fake league, mm. which that's where everybody went. We had more, more members in it, yeah. We're going to get that figured out next year. Um, who won that league? Matt. Mm -hmm. Second place was Lick a Stamp and Send It, Matt Urchel. Yep. Third place, J.B. Urban South, presented by Semitef Care of Ridley. Mm. The two guys that came if, if in the bottom spot. Yeah, if I league. didn't lose that league, then somebody's really terrible because I didn't even change my oh. team. Well, <laughs> I didn't even change my team after uh, Durand. I don't think Robert Ryan Clark made any trades whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Clark Custom Wheels uh, held down last place. He must have quit playing it like I did. Make America Flanders again. Uh, Jaden Kiefer with in second place. So yeah, mm. surprisingly, I I changed my team all the time and I, I came in fourth from last. So anyway, that's the fantasy uh, wrap yeah. up. We need to start hyping the fantasy a little bit more, a little bit better, a little bit earlier. Yeah, and and really get it out on the get it out on the face tubes as well. Because again, mm -hmm. as I said last week, I mean, we used to have twenty plus guys playing in our fantasy leagues. Yeah. You know, watch for like the Giro and the Tour. We'll have a ton. I don't know why people don't like playing the the Spring Classics League. To it's me, the it's best the one. best. It's the best but, one because hey. you can make trades. Well, yeah. I gotta say, I have been doing that roller derby. That's been pretty fun. I won a lot of fake internet points <laughs> by betting on uh, Vanderpool to win Amstel. So uh, y'all should check that out. Um, well, guys, it's getting late. I'm getting mm. tired. I'm ready to listen to some Magnum PI music and then start talking about Lambra. All right. This last Sunday was the West Bank Speed Festival out at the NOLA Motorsports Raceway, and there was a full slate of racing on Sunday, and it was a great time. 
Yeah, I only wished I'd had a motor on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> he did pretty well, Townsend. He raced twice. Yeah. No, look, I, I had a great time. No, but seriously, it was it was we were on a we were on a a auto race course. What do you? What am I? What's the word on my race course? Um, uh, yeah, a motor track. racing circuit. Mo- a racetrack. Yeah, mm. racetrack. Motor racing circuit. Yes. That sounds very proper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, racing bikes on it, and it was pretty cool. Uh, I did feel like it would have been cool to to have had a a you know six hundred horsepower uh, motor underneath me and really been uh, going super fast around that race course. But I disagree. It's fun to do it on bicycles. Yeah, I thought it was pretty awesome doing it on bikes on a closed circuit, uh, completely smooth roads. Mm. No flats. Turds. No flats out there. As far there as shouldn't have been any yeah. flats out there uh, unless you went off the road and did some finger quote cyclocrossing. Yeah, there was uh, a little bit of that. We, Better I, that. We can get to that in a second. Mm. Yeah, but so so let's set the stage. Uh, this this place is out, kind of out in the swamplands on the west bank, um, and it's right next to a golf course that is part of the uh, PGA Tour. That's and right. The local the 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 match. That's called a race. It's the Zurich Classic is mm-hmm. the uh, golf match, golf tournament, and apparently when they have the Zurich Classic, they shut down the uh, speedway mm-hmm. which i assume means that the zurich classic pays nolan motorsports to close down oh that's because it, the 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 guys that race fifty thousand dollar or hundred thousand dollar porsches around the motorsports course mm. are the same guys that would go watch golf yes so if they're racing their expensive race cars they're not going to be watching the golf match i think it more has to something with sound Ah, you got to be quiet. The main reason was that I think, yeah, they couldn't like they didn't want it was a noise issue because you have to be very quiet when you're. Oh, is that why they weren't playing any music and there was no DJ at the race? <laughs> golf is <laughs> like an AMSR sport, right? Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize the golf course was that close. That I mean, I, yes. saw, I saw the I saw the <laughs> the, the turnoff for the for the for the golf course. Yeah as I was making my way to the speedway, but I didn't realize it was quite so close. So that was, event, that, that was yeah. my comment to you. Why, like why we can't do any more of those is you need more Zurichs. I got gotcha. you. And I think the bad news folks is that they want to move the Zurich over here to Bayou Oaks in city park. Yeah. And we'll never get that place again, which is unfortunate. Cause I could see us do Oh my God. It'd be so amazing to race there every week. Um, so the racing kicked off with the four or five race. There were almost 60 people to start yeah. that race, which is a huge field for, yeah. for Lambra. Great turn. I think, I think this race benefited the fact that A, it's in the New Orleans metro area. Yes. Mm-hmm. B, uh, it was essentially the kickoff to the road season of Lambra. And C, it had a good spread of categories for the men that allowed for people to double up and race in fields in which they felt competitive. Mm-hmm. So four, five, three, four, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, there was only one woman's field. Uh, we always like to have two. But so Townsend, you raced in the men's four, five, 60, almost people. How, how was that? Uh, race was a lot of fun. I mean, you would think as wide open as that course was, that it would be, um, you know, there would be lots of room to maneuver and it wouldn't be a lot of uh, sort of squirreliness and twitchiness. But actually, it was sort of ironically quite the opposite. There were so many different lines to take. 
Um, yeah, that, that was interesting. That it, it, got, it was a little confusing with 60 people all trying to go into one corner. It's like if it's, a, if it's a crit that has one or two lines in it, you know you've either got to follow the one guy in front of you or you've got to be in the other line following that guy. But when they're you know, 16 different ways you can attack a corner mm. uh, and, and some guys weren't exactly being predictable and, 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 and holding a line or, or following the guys in front of them. It that got sounds to unusual be a, for a full five race. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> awkward. And then there were a few places where you thought, oh, I've got all sorts of room to, to navigate to this corner. And then suddenly there are, you know, 40 guys swarming you from, from one side, all trying to go for the, for mm. the same apex that you were shooting for. Uh, even though they'd been you know 20 feet away from you at one point so it was a little bit it, it took a few laps to get it figured out and sorted out it was a little twitchy at the beginning but uh, it was a it was a great race um, there was a break that got away I did a little bit of work with uh, with some guys from Velovit to sort of close that breakdown uh, I was pretty blown after that I'm not a sprinter anyway so it was really just trying to race for some of the other guys on our team and we managed to uh, put a guy on the wide angle podium and they did indeed do wide angle podiums our teammate uh, Jason uh, Froud mm-hmm. finished in fourth place so solid uh, top six for yeah. him there. <laughs> hashtag top six uh, why isn't it a hashtag top four <laughs> long story okay all right I missed it uh, but it was it was fun to race with that many people. Yeah, uh, it was great. fun to race on that track. Uh, and um, and and kudos to to Jason for um, finishing in fourth place. At least we got uh, got a teammate on the on the podium. And uh, Trey Manthe, also uh, in top ten, finished ninth in the race for our team. Yeah, and a lot of guys on our team that was their their first crit. So I I was hoping to get there early enough for that race and just you know. Give a you know sort of pep talk. Yeah, uh, we needed a little Bodie Bodie pep talk for sure. But I Paul, I just it was I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be a full day of racing. I gotta pack my food. I gotta pack my water. I gotta get my chairs. I gotta you know it's it kind of there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Mm. Um, so but really good to see all those folks out there. Um, on the other teams as well. Um, perfect track for beginners, I thought. Um, so yeah, I showed up and we had the uh, the men's or the, just the three four race, and. Wow, we had a, quite a lot of people in that race, Townsend. Yeah, there I, were over 30 people starting that race. And we had a lot of people from our team. Yeah, seven seven or eight guys for our team. Yeah. Sort of, uh, you know, we did manage to put a teammate on the podium. Adam yeah. Stevens finishing in third place. Uh, Eric Larson won that race. Daniel Swan finished in second. Adam uh, sprinted for third. Which was great. I mean, that was part of the plan was to try to uh, put either Adam or Will Buqua yeah, on, uh, on the podium there as our two sprinters, Bodie. I guess you were also potentially part of the sprint plan, but you ended up doing a lot of work at the front of that race early on, um, and uh, and you and I ended up uh, kind of popped out of the back of the group after a big surge. Uh, you because of all the work you'd put in, and and me because of the fact that uh, I just wasn't fast enough to keep up with uh, with the big surge when they when the group finally went to start trying to chase a pretty legit break of three that had gotten away uh, i was i was pretty done at that point Don't yeah you? i felt like uh you know it was i was talking real loud but not saying much that was kind of my racing style um but i i think i learned a lot i think i think i was super excited about this 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 race this cat three four race i was excited about the amount of people we had in the race it's been the it really is probably the second time that i've done a road race where i've had teammates 
who were kind of at my level and I felt that we could actually do something like we can participate in the race as opposed to just hang on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got, I got excited and was just, just all over the place, had my nose in the wind, chasing down moves, jumping into moves, going on attacks, trying to bring things back, just tired myself out a little bit. Um, but the, yeah, like once again, I, it comes back to this thing that I've always said, like it was so much fun to just be in there and in the mix and I wanted to do it. I want to do it again. I mean, it was extremely hard and I was blown and it was, you know, you feel kind of bad when you, you kind of pull yourself out of a race after 30 minutes. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know, it was just a good experience. And I, I love those, those kind of races and I'm, I'm ready to do it again. I'm all, I'm all hyped on the next crit and, uh, feel like I learned some things about myself and, and about racing and then you, we can talk about racing and you can watch it a lot, but like just actually being able to get into the races and participate teaches you a lot as well. Um, so I hope that some of our teammates learned and, you know, I really wanted to pull everybody together after the race and just have a short debrief just to kind of talk about that. I've seen other teams do that. I've never had the opportunity to do that. So I was excited to, and I felt that, we were able to share a little bit of stories and, and, and what we all saw from different sides. And I think that we can step from this and, and learn a few things and go into the next race, a little more knowledge and, and, and have more fun and, and I don't know, just pedal hard. And yeah, well the, uh, I, I agree. And we've got another opportunity to do that in mobile in two weeks time. We've got the Lambra time trial championships coming up this weekend, Matt, that's, uh, that's gotta be a race. that's calling your name. Uh, no. Now you're a time trial specialist, former, uh, medalist and Lambra champ. That's the team time trial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, although I am a medalist in the uh, individual time trial from last wow. year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and then in two weeks time, we have another crit. It's not a Lambra race, but it's close enough to our region that will, a lot of us will be there. Uh, Bodie, you, this is the race that you've been the poster child of this race now for a few years. Um, Unfortunately, I'm no longer the poster child. Okay. They took down the 2016 photo of me in the Roulette Racing Kit Okay. Um, against some other Florida guys. But yeah, um, that, it's the Mobile Cycling Classic. Mm-hmm. It's a Saturday um, Twilight Race and then a Sunday, Sunday Morning Crit. Race. Yeah, and at two different locations, our teammate Chip Parker essentially is stepped on to really help out with that race that's emile abraham's race who we've seen racing in the usa crit series yeah um it's it's on mother's day uh Mm. one of the races on mother's day so my advice to you is take your mother that's what i'm doing take your mother out to the bike races yeah yeah why not your mom like my mom wants to hang out with me at a bike race so let's make it happen um i'm not sure the mother of my children uh would want to do that mother of dragons Mm. Uh, real quick, though, the re- kite. Be- before we completely move off of the Nolan Motorsports race, the results are yeah. posted on Lambra.org. Uh, check them out. But quick shout out to the winners. Mike McBrien, Dustin Drews, Sam LeBlanc, one, two, three. In yeah, the, yeah. In so the, we didn't even talk about that. I jumped back in. I jumped into another race. Yeah, you did. I did. And you rode really well. And you actually one. fared much better in that race. Sort of. I think I kind of finished in the same position. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. You was- finished. I did. Um, I got dropped in the last lap. Well, you stayed with the bunch a lot longer in that race. Yeah, it was actually uh, power-wise, it was easier because the probably the at least two to four of the strongest riders in the field mm. attacked from the gun. Yeah, well, we were on the side. Holloway. Yeah. yeah and got away mm-hmm. and the break was gone. And at some point, I went to Woody, and we were kind of the group's trying Peloton's trying to figure out like. 
are they coming back? Are we bringing them back? And I'm like, Woody, are we? Are they going to come back? Are we? Can we bring them back? I asked him, like, can like maybe I'll help out. You know, it's just me and Adam. There's two of us. You can't. It's hard for there's like a team. It's a bunch of teams of two. And Woody's like, no, it's gone. I was like, all right. Yeah, we were on this. We were on the sidelines watching, and and as the break went away, we were all saying, "Boy, I bet Bodie's glad that break's gone away." <laughs> I tried to get in that break. I saw we, that. We saw that monster and move. Tried so hard, and I thought, you know what? I think a lot of things, and I think I think my head thinks a lot more things than my legs does. Yeah, we <laughs> saw you. We saw you going. We saw you going for a minute, and you were actually getting there i thought i was getting there and then we saw you deploy the parachute (laughs) and just you just you just came almost to a stop yeah oh wow um i wanted to that's actually we were also we were also taking bets at that moment if you were just going to fly straight through the peloton out the back yeah but kudos to you for getting on the back and staying on the back of it yeah i'm going to ask tom how how like i'm pretty good at getting the separation but then i can't hold it i got like the the threshold of 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 a really strong cat five like but a sprint of like a cat three. So how do I how do I bring those closer together? Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, also just <laughs> continuing on with a, a few results: Bronson Bro, uh, Rob Conrad, uh, Mike Hatton, one, two, three in the Masters forty plus. Time for Bronson to cat up. Frank Moak, Butch Sims, and Kevin Landry, one, two, three in the Masters fifty five plus. Mm-hmm. Emily Gass, Rachel Smith, Tiffany Landry were your podium in the women's uh one two three race uh and caitlin miller juliana simpson and greta kappelman was your uh podium in the women's four five race those races raced together and were scored separately and then in the juniors race uh peyton burkle gray jordan madison felker madeline mcgowan um, uh, raced that race and big shout to emily gas who not only did the women's race did also the 3-4. 3-4. The 3-4 race and the 1-2-3 uh, race. Yeah, her and Rachel Smith both did three yeah. races, and yeah, they they crushed it. That's the name of their team. They literally crushed it. So yeah. they closed out the event with a fixed gear crit, and it was very well attended. There were 10 people that raced it. Uh, Dustin Drews, who had finished on the podium in the 1-2-3 race just before, uh, won that race, followed by our teammate, Jason cashed me outside uh, on a bike. Uh, Matt, he owes, I think, his race, uh, his second place to you. He had disassembled and reassembled his bicycle uh, at the scene and had uh, put his fork on backwards, I understand. Yeah, a classic Walmart mistake there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just happened to like see him rolling his bike and go, is he... Is that fork bent? It's like, oh no, it's just backwards. Yeah. So uh, classic yeah. cash mart. Mistake. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Christian Andrew rounded out the podium in the fixed gear race. Kudos to Christian. Uh, he's racing for River Rental Tools, and uh, he's a he's a he's a fixie guy by uh, by sort of you know that's where he comes by trade from. by trade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fixie guy by day, roadie by night. Uh, no, he comes, other way around. He comes from the uh, he comes from the fixie world, but uh, he's put some gears on his bike and he's he's racing a road bike and he's doing really well too. He raced in the in the four or five race, and uh, and then I think this was his first uh, bicycle race. So kudos to to uh, Christian for finishing third in the uh, fixed gear race. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a shout out to Zach's Garage um, for fixing up my bike mm. the day before the race. Classic Cat Five mistake is working on your bike the day before the race. But I got a whole new drivetrain 
uh, and it ran on Saturday, and it ran very smoothly on Sunday. And I get to give a shout out to uh, Zach for for hooking that up. And yeah, it's amazing that you were able to find a brand new ten speed cassette <laughs> out there. I know they still chain made ring those. as well. Yeah, chain ring, chain, and cassette. Literally walked into the bike shop and I said, "You probably don't have all these things, mm. but do you by chance have a bottom bracket chain ring cassette and chain?" And he goes, "Yeah, we do." They, they climbed up into the attic and blew the dust off. Some. Blew my mind. It was a Saturday. It was a Jazz Fest Saturday. And uh, Ryan at Bayou Bikes, thank you very much. Uh, hey, let's give another shout out to uh, to Zach Thomas, not for his mechanic abilities, but for his cycling abilities. He really blew up oh. that 3-4 race. He worked hard for the team, uh, <laughs> played a monster role. He basically played the role of two or three guys. You know, the, the roles that we had talked about in the in the pre-race in the pre-race briefing um, got a got a little bit swapped and confused. Uh, and 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 Zach, who was going to give it all up early, and 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 you know, pull out the back after he'd done a little bit of work to chase down some moves. Not only did that, but actually ended up animating the race at the end and softening it up for the eventual sprint where, where Adam was able to, to take third place. So he did a ton of work, said he set he his best ever 45-minute power effort. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, Dad Watts. Action Dad <laughs> at work right there. Team Action Dad. Um, well, I wanted to give a special shout-out to... Um, Davis Yarbrough, who broke his collarbone getting Sendy today, or maybe yesterday, um, on his mountain bike, and just, you know, saw it on the Instagram, uh, hope him, uh, hope he gets better, he uh, saw him at Sunny King, and he said, hey, I just figured out you had a podcast, and it's awesome, so you leave me a real-time review like that, you get a shout-out on the podcast. Yeah. Also, another in in real life review, uh, Jared Shore of Team Velvet uh, chatted me up at the start line of the Cat Three Four race and said, "Hey, man, I like your podcast. Great, like, cool. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. all of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, drop some of that on the uh, on the page in writing. Give us a review. Leave us a rating and uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, our is that it? Have we have we have we have we finished this this full plate of podcast agenda? Are we done for the evening? Uh, I think so. I feel like I'm just getting started. <laughs> I think I'm about ready for bed. Okay. All right. Well, well, Townsend, why don't you sign us out? All right. Well, uh, I guess this is the T Bone uh, signing off, saying um, I don't know how, guys, but somehow Matthew Vanderpoel is going to win both the Giro and the Tour de France this year. <laughs> Uh, well, I already said last week that he was going to wear all three um, rainbow jerseys. Triple rainbow. Triple rainbow. But maybe uh, maybe he's also going to win uh, rainbow on the track as well. Why not? I don't see why not. Yeah. This is the Bodie Bodie, and I want to give a special shout-out to one of the most influential cyclocross people in my life uh the one who really got me into the sport uh because i watched behind the barriers pretty much binge watched it one one evening um way back in the day jay powell who is retiring that's right from from racing cross he is taking up his position with gcn as an announcer i'm also curious if he's going to do any uh, sort of gravel racing uh with in sponsored by fuji a la ted king um so kudos to you jay pow thank you so much for all you've done 
and I look forward to what's happening next. <laughs> this is my sign-off still. It's, it's and if going you have well. any questions, comments, and concerns, please send us an email at yayuride at gmail.com. Dan Brock, thanks for the email. I appreciate the invite. Um, leave us a ratings, uh, rating or review on iTunes. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at yayuride for stories and cool bike race photos. And good night. And thanks for all the fish.